Welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown. This is Ryan Turner, and with me is... Joe Radonis. Ah, I love having you back, buddy. We're here, and it's the new year. This is our first episode within 2020. Uh, this is an exciting time for a lot of people. We hear new year, new you. We see new ideas around diets and workouts and everything on Instagram and Facebook, and it's kind of being shoved down our throats in some way, right? Um, what have you seen, Joe? I, I, I see the same things said all the time. You know what's big? Plant-based, right? Game Changers documentary no, out. Everybody's right talking about vegan and plant-based athletes. You're yep. right. It definitely is there. And this is a uh, this is an area where a lot of people can become confused and turned around and they're looking for some direction. And so the person with the loudest voice, the person with the most results that maybe they think that they've seen, mm -hmm. people will gravitate towards that. So people are looking for answers right now. And we want to talk today about what is that one answer? Is there one answer? Oh, that's and the question. What is right for you? So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, Joe, I would kick it off. I want to ask you, uh, have you tried anything in particular in terms of a diet or a workout that you felt this was the one thing? This is that one answer that's going to that's gonna transform you the way that you want <laughs> I have experimented in my day for sure. One of the first things that I did when I was learning about nutrition or diet just for myself was I did the Insanity Asylum program in my early 20s. And mm -hmm. with it, there was a book on a meal plan to follow. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a certain diet. It was just what was recommended for that program. And I followed it to a T. So I was very disciplined with it. It had uh, food that you would measure out and you would just eat six meals a day and they came with very specific recipes. So it was, it was a tight, you know, here's the five foods that you're going to eat. And I did it for two months. That wasn't sustainable, but I saw some results from it. That was really my first taste of trying any type of diet. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. The insanity asylum diet. It worked. Uh, could I carry it over into my lifestyle for years? No, I could not. Hey, who knows? There could be someone <laughs> who's like, no, I could just keep going on that thing. And maybe you could. Even from my side, from that nutrition side, there's uh, there's certain foundations that I like to talk about if I'm working with someone one-on-one -on -one or even just if I'm providing information to anybody. I've tried a number of diets to make sure I know what they entail, to make sure I know how they affect me, and I can hopefully be able to project on, mm. uh, on people what my experience was because I want to connect with them. So I've tried certain things. I've tried keto. I've tried raw. I've tried intermittent fasting. I've tried um, a, uh, I'm going to call it a longevity diet out of California. It was something that was sent to me. It was all my food in a week, even in, in a box. And I ate that and I had a certain outcome from that. But all of these things, they said it like it was a secret. It's, you know, I'm trying not to not to put a brand out there is what I'm trying okay, to do. Right, yeah, cool. No, it's not. It's, it isn't like a black market type of thing. It just happens to be something. I'm just trying not to say the name of it. Um, and so I've tried many things and I've seen benefits from them. And people have come to me many times having tried a lot of these, quote unquote, diets and they've asked me if they're right. They've let me know about their challenges. They let me know about their positive takeaways. And I think that we have to approach any type of diet, even on the fitness side, I would mm -hmm. say any kind of exercise. I think we have to approach it all with an open mind because all of them can pr probably provide you with some sort of positive takeaway. Let's say that 
our culture is going to tell us that uh, let's, let's let's just go on keto, right? A positive takeaway from keto, people talk about uh, less hunger, right? Higher satiety levels, okay. Um, better blood sugar control. Uh, we were talking about this earlier about uh, you know these crazy things around intermittent fasting along with keto. This yep. thing called autophagy, right? The breakdown of cells that aren't really being used oh, anymore and now. leaving room for cells to regrow. Can't right? with science. I know it's crazy, uh, but the idea is that there there can be positive takeaways from those things. Yes. If if there's someone that is struggling with say binge eating and they've tried keto and they felt more in control and their mind isn't so overwhelmed by this mm. idea of binging. Who am I to take that away from them if I believe that keto is not going to help them in another way? Mm. So we have to make sure that we are remaining open-minded and take those little bits away. Do we think that someone should be following keto the rest of their life? I don't know. Let's talk with them and understand. Okay. Do I do I know that there are certain nutrition um, guidelines or recommendations that can support performance more so than something else? Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to be pushing, uh, you know, the keto diet or a carnivore diet or just a higher fat diet on someone who's training at a higher heart rate for many days a week. Right. Yeah. So there, there are certain things that we just we have to make sure we're taking into account. Um, and what I want people to take away from this conversation today as maybe we get more into this is just being able to keep their mind a little bit more elastic, keep their mind a little bit more open, keep their mind a little bit less judgmental. Because just because if something didn't work for you does not mean that you need to go ahead and attack somebody else's diet. There is not one perfect diet. That is really the question, right? Do we believe that there is one perfect diet for a human being? And, and we're saying that you don't believe that that's the case. I don't believe that we're going to ever package or we should package something and say, this is the way to eat because, uh, you know, you, you can look down the route of chronic disease. You can look down the route of people's allergies. You can look down the route of people's likes and dislikes. You can, um, look down and see what maybe someone's, uh, lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. Say if we take the diet that someone in the, you know, a New York city culture working behind a desk, uh, for 18 hours a day, right? We see that versus someone that is, uh, you know, walking up and down the mountains in Colorado every single day. Right. We can't have them eating the same diet. We yeah. can't recommending the same things. Everybody is going to be different. It's a great point. So we have to, and like that can come down just to, before we get into anything like higher fat or, or time restriction or anything like that, we have to get an understanding of things like energy. How much energy are they expending? Do we have to give that kind of thing mm -hmm. back to them? And how do we give it back to them? And so I think what we, the, the, the challenge is, is that there's so many messages out there on Instagram, on Facebook, anywhere you look, right? People's emails have probably been just overwhelmed with message of try this diet and do this and that. Yeah. But why do you think that's happening? And I don't, I don't really have an answer for this. I think that we have maybe a thought around this. Yeah, definitely. But why do we think that people are pushing this message, their own message maybe, and things are confusing, right? Do you find these messages confusing yourself? John? Yeah. I mean, I've found them confusing for a very long time, right? So when I was in my early twenties, really trying to explore and understand what a good diet was or what that meant to get certain goals that I had, there was never one straight answer. 
And look, you have to relate, like relate to some people. If you're, if you're a full-time doctor or you're a banker or you're a teacher, right? You're not in the fitness industry. You don't have time to study nutrition. You just want somebody to tell you like, here's an answer. Here's how you eat healthy. And everybody's telling you something completely different. So it's super confusing. And I think you have got to remember that there's a lot of power to marketing and that certain people are monetizing and making careers out of confusing you or pushing their said diet, right? There are people that make money on selling you keto. There are people that make money on selling you on a plant-based lifestyle. There are people that make money on driving paleo. There's cultures around it in the fitness community, right? So there are just reasons and incentives for these people to drive you towards their diet preference. So they can be very convincing. And I think that can confuse people that are not in the space that are looking for an answer, right? So I have been subject to that myself. And when I was starting to look, what it really came down to was, can I find a way to eat that matches my lifestyle? Now, what you said was a really good point that I don't think there is really one perfect diet. I think that there is more of a an ideal mindset when approaching nutrition and having a broader, more strategic approach of understanding your priorities and what your activity levels are like so that you can match a way of eating that serves you based on the time of life you are in right now. So Currently, as an example, I may be more of a high carbohydrate diet because I am training for performance, athleticism, and we are burning a lot of calories in a given day. I need that to even move and function and have high energy, right? Fast fast forward to possibly five years from now, perhaps I am now not as active. Maybe I'm doing more long distance endurance events. I am sure that the way that I eat will change to match that lifestyle, Right. So I look at that uh, as the real approach of do you know what outcome you're trying to get to? And do you have more of an education foundationally on, on, on nutrition so that you can make changes and create your own sustainable way of eating? Correct. I think that that's that's a great way to think about it. That's kind of like periodizing life. Got it. Right? (laughs) Yes. There it is. But we aren't going to be the same. Like we end up evolving over over one year. We evolve over three years. We evolve over five, ten years. And so our lifestyle is going to change. There's a a ton of variables even in a given day. Think about if you slept three hours last night, I might crave different foods today. If you somehow didn't get enough water intake yesterday because you were rushing from meeting to meeting, you're probably going to crave different foods even tonight, right? If I skipped a workout today, then I'm not going to need to eat as much today as I would if I had you know, my double workout. There's so many things that can change in a given day that when, so another example, I was doing even a bodybuilding type diet which was six meals a day. I was weighing my food right back in the day. I was taking turkey burgers, weighing six ounce turkey burgers and sweet potatoes to be a certain ounce and broccoli. And I would package that up. That is typical meal prepping. And the problem with that is it allows for no flexibility for what is going to happen in your day and in your life. 
So I was a salesperson at the time. And if I'm out on the road and somebody wants to go out to dinner with a client, well, I felt bad having a meal with the client because I'm so guilt, I'm like saying, guilt, yeah, right? yeah. you have this meal that you're supposed to eat or it's supposed to match a certain amount of macros. So for me over time, that just started to feel very bad. I typically lean towards a plant-based diet. I do not preach that on people. I more take the stance of it feels good to me because I want to be energized and light. I don't like feeling heavy and bloated right? And tired after eating. So that is a way of eating that felt like I had flexibility that if I went to a restaurant or I went out with friends and I could be social, it allowed me a way to still do that and be out and still maintain my priorities of eating healthy and, you know, maintaining progress towards my fitness goals. Right. So I could have my social priorities are still in check. I can participate with friends. I still feel good because I'm eating healthy and I'm making progress towards fitness goals that I have. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing or restricting anymore. Right. You feel empowered by it. Mm -hmm. That's why I chose the way that I eat now. And it's all based on matching activity level. Um, but you mentioned something too, that I want to go back to. It sounds like an understanding of these diets can truly be beneficial if you dig into understanding why something like keto works in certain ways, why something like paleo might work, why something like plant-based might work, right? So you, it seems, were like a human science experiment even on yourself. So do you recommend that type of approach for people maybe early in the search of doing something similar to what you did of Trying this diet, see how it fits. Trying that diet, see how it fits. Sure. Let me ask about it this way, right? Okay. I love talking analogies. When you're growing up, when you get out of college, do you think you're going to work one job ever? Do you think that your life is ever going to evolve where your interests change or your abilities change? It's the same thing with the diet because your life is going to change and your tastes and your preferences and even where you live is going to change. If you were brought into some other high uh, high performance training facility, let's say somewhere in China, right? And you are now around a culture that's just going to likely provide more meat and then also more starch. That's possible. Mm -hmm. You can also eat low meat, not as much meat there. But the idea there is that your your environment is going to change or you're likely going to eat in a different way. So what I'm getting at is the fact that your environment and everything about you, you're going to evolve over time. So there's no way that you can just stick with one thing. It's the same thing just with your diet. So I want to make sure that we understand that. When it's coming to, I want to go back to what you were saying about uh, different, the way that you were eating. So you were doing the more of a macro-based kind of style, yes, right? And then you moved into more of a, I'm, I'm going to say plant-based, not so much vegan because you were very open to things. Yes. We can quickly jump into the idea of what's negative about that, right? You're talking about uh, macro counting, not being able to go to a work event, not being able to eat with people because you forget, you know, what is like how much something is, how, how to weigh it, whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I would say some positive takeaways from that were likely that you were making sure you were eating enough while you were trying to build. Yes. So when I'm working with someone, sometimes I have them track their food, track their macros so that they are eating enough so that you can override some of the things that says I'm eating too much. So a good takeaway there is saying, okay, I know how much to actually eat now. I know what 
six ounces of a piece of uh, steak or chicken or yes. tofu looks yes. like. Yes. So there's a positive takeaway, but the negative is going to be that you can't go out and eat. So someone has to prioritize in their life. Do you want to make sure that you're understanding more about your macronutrients and how much to eat? Not so much on how much to restrict, but making sure eating enough. Sometimes here at Tone House, I feel that I'm like an Italian grandmother asking people to eat more. <laughs> um, so I do have people track that way and say, okay, I'm now eating enough. And then something with like plant-based, someone might look at that and say, oh, plant-based, like I love meat. Okay. So then you love meat and that's cool. And that's going to be you. You have to do you in that respect. Mm -hmm. So someone can say, okay, so plant-based is not associated with the highest we talk about amino acids. We talk about how like there's there's leucine, which is one amino acid that helps your muscle rebuild a little bit more optimally. Leucine is going to be found in a lot of like of animal proteins. So if you're telling me you're eating more plant based or vegan, I'm going to say, man, the negative from that is that you're eating a lower leucine diet that's not associated with as much muscle building uh, recovery. But the takeaway is that you likely ate more fiber. You ate, uh, you ate a diet that's going to be healthier for things like heart disease or prevention of heart disease or diabetes or colon cancers, um, bowel cancers, or something like breast cancer, right? So there's a really good takeaway from all of those things. But people have to understand what is actually going to be, what's going to work for their lifestyle and where they are, what stage of life they're in. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's super important. And you're right. There are things that I learned from counting calories, it sounds restrictive, but you're right. It's almost like having training wheels for a moment in time to say, this is how you make your plate. This is how much, cause you don't want to overeat either. I never want to undereat or really overeat. You're trying to find that great balance and then visually seeing what that preparation looks like. I now don't have to do that. I have a better understanding of even how my body feels when I eat maybe too much so I can feel it and be like, okay, this is where I'm going to cut it off. Right. Or I had too many carbs in the day based on what I did activity wise. It's, sure. It becomes more intuitive because it's been based on, um, having that experience. Mm -hmm. I, I can feel it out more now. Um, or at least I, I feel like I can. <laughs> that makes sense. So I feel like I don't think we're off track right now, but I think I, I, I want to make sure that we keep our message. I want to get this message right on track right now. But um, I, what we were talking about before was about the confusion, why there's so many things out there and why someone may feel confused about the offerings. What is it about these diets? Why do you think people are pushing one diet more than another? Why are people taking this approach of listen to me? This is my message. My message will work for you and don't look anywhere else. Why do you think that that is out there? What's your take on that? The skeptic in me is thinks that it's because you can make money on that. Mm -hmm. So if you are the person that developed the keto diet, you're selling books and programs and even products mm -hmm. on that diet. You're creating sure. a culture around it. That is the negative side to me, right? So even plant-based, uh, yes, I eat plant-based, but there's still a business being run selling that. And there's people that are making money on you converting to plant-based now. Sure. There are I mean, companies being started to mm -hmm. match that, right? Mm -hmm. It becomes a little bit perhaps manipulative. You have to wonder, are these people really preaching a good message for my well-being, or are they pushing the message because it's what we want to hear and it's the trend in the marketplace. So they're capitalizing on a product. It's tricky with nutrition because we want it to be from a genuine source 
of this is healthy for me as a person. And then you have to wonder, are they using that belief and that kind of feeling that we want to push a product because we all just want to feel good. So somebody goes, Hey, this is how you feel good and optimize and be at your best. And we want to believe that so much that it's easier to sell. I think that type of a product. I think humans all want to belong to something. No one doesn't want to be defined despite what I think someone says. I think all humans want to be part of something, whether it's the resistance and they say, I don't want to be part of anything. Well, now you're part of that group that doesn't want to be part of anything. If you're, if you are going to be part of someone who is, has a more like, let's say capitalistic mindset, there are people in there that want to take the route of I'm type A, I'm a professional, like blah, blah, right? People want to be defined by something. People find comfort in, in having people around them, right? Uh, even if there's something to complain about, you want other people to be complaining with you, right? Um, misery loves company, that kind of thing. Indeed. Um, you know, successful people want to be around successful people. People like to be part of something, whether it's a benefit or not. I think that we all just want to be defined by that. So yeah. when someone says, this is the way to do it, this is keto, this is carnivore, this is plant-based, this is vegan, this is flexible dieting, mm. any of those things, someone wants to define that. And yes. that is where some, once someone has their arms around you, their hands around you, well, now they're going to be able to sell products, right? And I don't know if this makes sense, but it's kind of like, I want to be defined by, some people will only stay with like Apple products, right? And once, you, and once you're kind of in that realm, you're now defined by all you're those right. Apple products. Now you're just buying those products all the time. It's the same thing with keto. Keto only works. So once I get my message across that Apple products are the best, you're going to buy Apple products. If I tell you keto is the best, then you're probably going to buy my keto products. Yeah. Or you're going to end up buying something like more like I, you know, you have to have just this, just trying to stay even here, but you end up only kind of like my message is you have to eat more fiber. So now I, I provide you with a fiber supplement. I provide you with a book about fiber. I provide you with, uh, you know, more information about only eat these foods. Well, now I'm going to be able to benefit from that. So yes. I, I do believe that money is driving all of this, but I think that it's, it's these people that are taking advantage of how our mindset is. People want to belong to something and therefore I will give them that and I will help them define themselves. Yes, it is about definition. And from a human side, it is human nature. We need to define things because that's, it's easier to have a conversation when somebody says, how do you eat? And I go, I'm vegan. You know what that is, mm -hmm. right? Or you have a better idea. Oh, he's vegan. But the second that I go out and I have a glass of milk or I have salmon, somebody goes, wait, I thought you were vegan and it rocks their world, right? Just the same way. It's easier to package up a solution and say, I follow these 10 rules. I am keto. And these are the rules that I live by in my life. And I can explain that to you, right? It simplifies things. It simplifies things a lot. Now there's beauty in that because if you are starting out with a diet, you don't know what you're doing back to our original point. You can't experiment. And it's like having a nice little package offer of here's what I have to do. I don't have to think a lot. I'm just going to follow these rules and I'm going to see how it feels on a new diet. There's some benefit to that. I believe when you're experimenting, I just take more of the empowerment stance of that is not a long-term solution. That is meant to teach you something in the short term. And then the real goal here, just like how we have similar goals as coaches, is for us to teach you something to where you don't need us anymore. You can go out into your own and customize your own thing. So when I look at diets out there, I look at them truly as products. And I go, if we're going to have definitions on things like keto, keto, paleo, it's not a bad thing. They just are what they're called and they have these rules and ways to follow them, right? It's just like 
packaging out any type of other offering, whether it be like a software, a computer game, it, it is a certain product on a shelf. You can buy it, you can try it on, see how it fits, but there ha- there is also another solution. And that is just like when you're at nike.com and shopping for a shoe, they're going to sell you certain shoes, but they also have a customized option. As you learn more about your taste and what works for you and what you like, maybe you want to customize a solution that really just fits you and your lifestyle today. And I think that's one of the biggest things I want want people to kind of understand from this talk was that you also have the freedom to create your own uh, as long as, you know, obviously it's, it's something that's healthy and serving you. So let's, let's ask this question. What would tell you, Joe, that a certain way of eating, a certain style of eating is working for you? Well, I think there's congruence that it's helping me in certain goals that I have. So I feel like there's progress being made. And when it comes to nutrition, it is something that after I eat, I feel energized. That's one of my biggest things with nutrition is after I eat, how do I feel an hour, two hours later or immediately after? Uh, There's aesthetic things related to it. So if I eat this certain way and a month later, my, you know, body fat is up, my weight gain is up and things are just going in the opposite direction that I want them to. Well, then maybe this isn't serving me. Those are things that I, that I look at, or if I'm getting sluggish from a performance side, right. I'm losing strength. I mean, there's a whole bunch of metrics like that. So a whole bunch of metrics, right? A lot. So that's what I think people have to start with before they, they start listening to somebody's message that that's the only way of doing it. People have to sit down and they have to understand what they want. If you don't know what you want, you have nothing to achieve. Correct? Yeah. So for you, you're very performance-based. For other people, they may be very health-based. And at some point in their life, they may, they may now need to be very yes. health-based because maybe of a chronic disease. And so maybe blood sugar controls are number one thing. Performance is the last thing they're ever going to think about. Yeah. Maybe it's something who, someone who has like familial hyperlipidemia, right? They have high, high LDL cholesterol. Well, what's the best diet that's going to be for them? Performance is the last thing that they're ever going to think about. So you may just need to make sure where you are. You have to set your intention. You have to understand what you want to get from a certain diet. Try them and see what's really going to be working for you. I think that's what everybody should try to do. I think the goal is to just feel energized and feel free with your food. A mindset that I've had with this too, when I look at this is there's good reason to try to discover and uncover what your ideal way of eating is. And it's an individual thing. I just think it's a worthwhile path to uncover. Cause when I look at this, you can be the person that doesn't use a diet at all, right? There are those people that just eat freely and they say, I don't follow a diet, just eat whatever I want, when I want, when I want it, etc." There's freedom to that, I think, in the short term. But when you think about that too, there's long-term consequences to that that are now going to impact your health, right? If you are the person that is They're just good, eating yeah. the hamburgers anytime they want, the milkshakes, the ice creams, the cake, I don't care, I don't exercise, I'm just living my life free and easy. If that's what makes you happy, okay, but there's also a consequence potentially long-term that impacts your health. Mm -hmm. Now there's also the other end of the spectrum that is the extreme dieter that is so restrictive 
and overly disciplined that they're not enjoying life at all, right? They're counting calories too much for too long. They feel guilty when they have like that piece of cake or that cookie. And so you need to find that middle ground, right? Because there's the argument that if you go way over the top with freedom, you have long-term health issues. If you go way over to the other side of just dieting like crazy, you're going to be very unhappy and too restrictive. But there's that perfect middle ground. I mean, there's a beautiful place in the center where, look, if you don't want to work out five days a week, but you're you're like, hey, there's benefit, however, for me working out two or three casually because I want to be healthy for my kids. And then you want to live a longer life uh, and you want to have better heart health. So you find ways to incorporate more vegetables in your diet, things like that. But it allows for flexibility of it's my daughter's birthday. I'm going to have cake today without feeling bad. I just think you got to find that middle ground and it's very personal. It is. And keeping those personal goals in mind. So I would always just tell someone that the last thing we want to do with nutrition, the very last thing we want to do with nutrition is ever compromise muscle mass. So if I'm starting to work with someone, I'm going to let them know that. And I'm going to say, I don't care what you want to achieve. But the number one thing that we're not going to do, I don't care what diet approach you take. I don't care if you take my information and you apply it a little, a little or a lot. But I want to make sure that you don't compromise muscle mass. If you compromise muscle mass, if I reached into your body right now and yeah. I removed muscle mass from you, likely you're going to feel a bit weaker. You're not going to be trained. You're not going to train as well. Your blood sugar can become out of control and turn things like your cholesterol can kind of rise. So all these things can come from just reducing muscle mass or compromising your muscle mass. So if I'm working with someone, I'm going to ask them, okay, however it's going to work, I'm going to make sure that we're not going to compromise your muscle mass. So doing a testing, doing a body composition testing, I'm going to now track them over time and make sure, okay, however we're doing this, if it's the way that I just guided you, if it's the way that some uh, Instagram influencer is going to guide you, just make sure you're not going to be compromising muscle mass because that's where a lot of uh, a lot of health challenges can start. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be the number one uh, thing I'm going to come at. You're so, talking about my gains right now. I can't I, take my gains away. I'm not talking about your gains. I'm talking about your muscle maintenance. Maintenance will always come before Ma- anything maintaining else. Maintaining my you gains. You maintain your gains, right? That's what we <laughs> want, right? We never want anyone to compromise their muscle mass. And I think that's a really good way to just track if things are working for somebody or not. Again, I don't care how you go about doing it, but that's the number one thing that I know that I would end up making sure that someone's health is not being impacted negatively. And that's also with performance. Wouldn't your performance suffer if you ended up compromising your muscle mass? Of course it would, right? You don't want that, right? So whether you're coming from a health standpoint or you're coming from a performance standpoint, muscle mass is that number one thing. So however you do it, please know that you just want to be tracking something. And I think that finding someone to help you look at that and maybe reform your message as things go on. If, if I'm working with someone and they take my advice and for some reason their muscle mass is starting to decrease, I'm there to help them kind of reform the way that they are going to approach eating. If their muscle mass is being maintained or it's increasing and that's what they wanted, then I'm going to help them maintain that type of eating style. I want to reinforce what they're doing as a really beneficial thing for them and just keep it going. Okay. That's how I'm going to take that that whole diet approach. I mean, is it fair? Do you, I, when I've looked at certain tech techniques, I view diets such as intermittent fasting is a popular one. And mm-hmm. I look at these more as techniques and possible strategies that you could use to hit an outcome that you want. 
Is that some, is that fair? Yes, it's totally fair. So versus the mindset of intermittent fasting is the solution. It's the same approach as us saying that there's probably going to be some sort of benefit you took away from something because something like intermittent fasting, I think that there are benefits to it. I think that on a, um, you know, an easy level, I think that it can teach someone about hunger. I think that it can, like some people that I've worked with have never felt hunger before because they are eating a lot. There's some people who, uh, who, who don't know what actually feeling satiated it is like or what energy is like because they've been restricting over time. But I think that with intermittent fasting, if it's something that works for somebody, then let's kind of keep the message of you do you. But if you come to me and say, hey, my performance is suffering, I'm mm-hmm. losing muscle because, I'm, you know, and what I'm doing, they might not realize it's not supporting them, but I'm intermittent fasting. And I say, well, intermittent fasting is causing you to lose an opportunity to say, get more protein in yeah. or intermittent fasting during the time when you work out, say someone who wants to intermittent fast because they were told to do it in the morning and they're not going to eat till one, but they're training at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, well, that there's probably some, there's an issue going on there. You're not helping yourself recover, right? They tell me that they end up being someone who is sore for three, four, five days after they do a workout. There's many reasons why that could be happening. Mm-hmm. So adjusting that, okay, go ahead and intermittent fast, but maybe take that feeding window and move it closer to when you work out. So I'm not going to poo-poo on the on the intermittent fasting side, but I'm going to try to to adapt it. And I really want to make sure that someone is open to that idea. I mean, you're just saying that there's a time and place for that based on the goal that you may have. It's a technique or a strategy that can serve a purpose during a time frame. Definitely. But if your goals change, it could be now conflicting the thing that you actually want. If you come to me and you're telling me that there is something that's not working for you and you tell me you're eating a certain way, well, something's going to have to give. Yeah. People can come to me and they say, I'm intermittent fasting. I'm following a high fat diet and I've done five cleanses over the past six weeks. And I say, okay, did you hit your goals? And like, let's just say it's like a weight loss goal that they've achieved. Okay. I'm going to take that person and say, congratulations for getting to an outcome that you want. But what I'll tell someone is, is this sustainable? Or I'll ask them that, right? And they might tell me, I, I don't think this is sustainable. So let's let's reteach you another way to eat. Make so sense? yeah, it does. I, I think, so is it fair to say then the real truth about nutrition and how you eat is a forever changing thing as you evolve as a human being? It evolves. Should it be adapting? Yeah. Changing. Yes. It's just not going, it's not going to remain static. I don't believe there's one static way of eating. Even if someone increases their muscle mass, if you, if you put on 10 pounds of muscle, do you not think you're going to have to eat a little bit more, say protein or whatever you're going to be eating? You're going to have to change the way you're eating because of a great adaption that your body has made to the training you've done. So you will have to evolve to that. And that's a positive thing, but someone else is going to have to evolve to something else when maybe their cholesterol goes up, right? Mm-hmm. Or their blood sugar is out of control, or they've just been diagnosed with cancer. You may need to change the way you're eating. And so you can't just follow that one way of, there's not one diet for you, but you need to look at why you're eating a certain way. What is the outcome that you really want? And you do you, as long as your health remains as positive as it can, as long as you're hitting your performance goals, as long as the way you're eating is benefiting your life, you're seeing your friends, you're with your family, you're able to go out and enjoy things, mm-hmm. then it's working for you. Yes. So, so that's your that's your North Star. That's that's what you need to be paying attention to. This is the ultimate goal. There is fluidity in the process 
because your goals and what it means something to you is going to change what is happiness to you is going to evolve throughout the years. What matters to you changes throughout the years. So this idea of permanence is probably causing people a lot of frustration, right? That there is one approach or I figured out this diet that works for me this year. Why isn't it working for me next year? But there's no such thing. This no, has to grow. No, there's not. And you know what this is creating? It's creating a gray area for people. People don't want to be in a gray area. People want answers. They want to be defined by something. They don't want to be by themselves. And so it's really hard for them to understand, okay, I'm doing this now and it's going to change. I'm doing this today and it's going to have to change for tomorrow. They want to follow guidelines. People come to me and they tell me, tell me what to eat and yell at me when I don't eat it right. And I Mm -hmm. say, that's, you know what? I'm not a police officer. I'm not a parent. I am a coach. I'm coaching you. I'm looking at why you did something and we're going to evolve over that time. I also have people that do come to me and I'm really trying not to take the approach of listen to me, please. But if people come to me and they're a little bit lost and they don't know what to follow, I'm going to give them guidelines. My, my, my guidelines are really around. Can we talk about those? Yeah. And again, I'm going to really preface this with, I'm not trying to sell you my way of thinking, but I will tell you that as a dietitian, I'm taking in the research. I'm taking in what I see works. I'm taking in what's going to most likely benefit most people, right? But we have to let that evolve too. But I'm going to take the approach of looking at timing of meals. What's going to now compromise your muscle if you're not eating at a certain time? When are you eating too often? I'm also going to look at the things that support muscle maintenance and blood sugar control. So I'm going to look at protein. I'm going to look at fiber. And I'm going to ask you to prioritize that. And then I'm going to look at hydration, right? The thing that is going to help all of the metabolic processes take place, right? Everything takes place basically within this medium of of water, this fluid, right? So I want those things to be there. And if they're not, we don't have a, a base for anything. So if someone comes to me and they're lost, I start with that. And that's not saying that a higher fat diet or a higher carb diet is going to be the answer. It's not. Because when I tell people and they come to me and they're looking to change around their body composition, I will tell them that I don't care what's going on with carb or fat, but as long as your calories are in check and as long as your protein's in check, you can have a day that's higher, higher fat or a day that's higher carb. I'll tell you that if you end up training at a high heart rate one day and you're eating a higher fat diet, your performance might suffer a little bit, but at the same time, you may feel less hungry. You might feel more in control. Your blood sugar might be more in control, but your performance suffered, right? But if you end up having a day that's higher carb, your performance might be great, but also that's a faster digesting kind of food, all those carbohydrates, and that's going to be something where maybe you're going to feel more hungry on that day, but your performance was really good, and you have to be ready for that, and you have to understand it, and you're going to have to, how to, you're going to understand how to deal with that. So you have to you have to understand that there. But if someone says, "Okay, I'm coming to you, and now I want to hit my I want to hit my body composition goals, and I want to make sure that I'm going to be hitting my performance goals," mm-hmm. I might keep them on the side of higher carbohydrate based on that science that I'm looking at. Okay. Well, it sounds like there's a refinement process, obviously, right? You are learning about yourself throughout this entire evolution. Do you recommend things? So we've talked about tracking food a little bit. Like there's education Mm -hmm. of, of tracking. Um, I believe in that as well. I think that there, this is not meant to be restrictive. This Mm -hmm. is about empowerment and knowledge of maybe understanding if I eat a certain food, it makes me feel this way. And through the years or months that you do this, I think you can get to a place of understanding, okay, if I eat this much or eat this type of food, my performance goes up or the reverse might happen, or this makes me feel good or feel bad right? 
Is that a process that you recommend with people like food journaling to start even eliminating food or introducing new ones that are more beneficial to folks? Tracking is a really important tool. People who food track tend to be more successful, but by no means does that mean that you have to food track to be successful. So you want to make sure that you are someone who is, you can food track in the way of using an app. You can food track in the way of writing it down in a journal. You can food track in the way of taking mental notes if you want to. Some of those may be more beneficial for someone's lifestyle. Someone ends up saying that they don't know what's going to be happening. They don't have time in a day. They're not going to hop into an app and track like, the, like all of their foods. Sure. Well, then write it down. Put it in your phone notes. Do something so you can look back in a week and say, man, I didn't think that I was as mentally sharp this week. Could be many reasons. You can look back at your food and say, okay, let's now break that down. How could I have eaten differently? Maybe it's not that. You know what? I'm ruling out that my nutrition looks pretty good. Someone says, my performance is really suffering. And I say, oh, you know what? I'm looking at your food right now from what you tracked, and it helps me understand what you did. I got to be honest with you. Everything looks good here. So now what it does is it leaves me more information to ask about. I've ruled out that your diet does not Uh, maybe it's not affecting you negatively. So I say, okay, your food looks good. What else could be going on? How's your sleep? Mm -hmm. And now you end up telling me I'm sleeping three hours a night right now. You know, I have a newborn, I have a new job. Uh, They're doing construction outside of my apartment. Right. Oh gosh. Okay. So we're looking at your diet as a possible problem, but we've ruled that out. So now you have to focus on sleep a little bit more or someone says my stress is really high. So all of those things are there. Or someone says that, I feel that I, I'm working out so hard. It's my nutrition. I'm, I'm eating too much or something like that. But then we actually ask them, okay, well, your nutrition actually seems to be like, there doesn't seem much, much wrong with your nutrition. How's your sleep? I'm sleeping, you know, seven to nine hours a night. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. How are you? Are you stressed, right? Scale of one to 10? No, I'm not really stressed. Well, okay. So I ruled out all those things. Let's come back to your training. What's going on with your training? All right. Well, I'm basically walking my dog seven days a week. So I'm working out seven days a week. Oh, okay. I think I see what's happening, right? We might now want to adapt that training into something a little bit higher heart rate, do a little bit more resistance in that, in that, in that case. Or someone says, I'm, I'm working out, you know, I, I, I do 10 workouts a week. And that's something where I'm like, okay, well maybe you need, you need a rest day, right? You have to give your body some time. So now we're looking at nutrition and the way someone's eating and we can't blame the diet all the time. We have to look at everything else. Yeah, it goes, you're creating a database for yourself to take the guesswork out of things. So if you look from the training side, there's trackers such as Whoop or Fitbit or Apple Watches that show your activity level, calories burned. They try to estimate these things, right? How your sleep performance is. So you have that information from the training perspective, which is great. But the food side, we don't really have because you can't, I don't have a watch that shows that I ate an apple. Sure. Right? Yeah. So you're creating that database and you're taking the guesswork out of things and you can start correlating. So if you want to understand what is going to give you energy, there are so many variables in a given day. Like what we just talked about from sleep to stress to emails that you're receiving, the list is endless. I just see this as you're trying to isolate issues. You're trying to isolate things. So if food is the is 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 the thing that we're looking at right now, if I take a hundred different foods and eat them all, I want to narrow them down to my top 10 that make me feel my absolute best. And then from that top 10, I want to know 
All right, these are the ones that I eat before a workout. These are the ones that I eat after a workout. I just want to arm myself with proper education for things that serve me. That's it. And if and if something works for you, but it doesn't fit into your definition of whatever that diet is you think you should be following, oh, you need to define yourself. You need to make sure that what works for you is what works for you. And then you need to make sure, too, that you're not going to push that idea on someone else. Ooh. Because that is who you are. That's what works for you. So allow other people to also understand what works for them. Yes, I love that. Recommending philosophy or approach, like an overarching approach, I think is great, right? Because we want the goal, again, of being energized and feeling good. That's really what this is about to me. Whenever I think of nutrition, that's the goal. So if you find something that works for you, you like for instance, when I get asked about being plant-based, People ask, how do I go plant-based, Joe? I don't say go plant-based. It's the only way to be. It's I experimented. You can experiment and dive into this world. Try it, right? Isolate, take out, take out eggs, take out milk for two weeks and then reintroduce it. Does your body respond? How do you feel with it? But you could do that with every type of food and really everything. You just, you, you control the variables, you keep everything else the same, you remove one thing, you see how you feel and react, then you reintroduce it and you see how you feel and react. Sure. And so people call those elimination diets, whatever's going on, or again, another way to define it. But you want to do everything that you really can to just understand yourself. Yeah. Take everybody's approach and just kind of mash them together as best as you can. But don't take that anecdotal evidence, the evidence that, you know, Joe says plant-based works for him because it makes his energy wherever it is, because Joe's energy is not someone else's energy. So start by making sure that, again, you define what you want and then be able to talk with Joe and understand what his philosophy, what his plant-based diet is. Joe, Joe has worked very hard to understand the foods that he enjoys, the foods that make him feel good, and the foods that don't make him feel so good. Yeah. And so everyone has to take that approach. Like with plant-based eating, with like vegan diets, right, if you want to go a little bit more uh, strict there. But I, I, I would argue that I don't... I, I, I don't believe that us as a, as a whole population that we eat way too much meat. I don't think that's true. I think most people I see, we are not eating enough protein despite what someone's going to come at me with. But I will tell you this, that we don't eat enough plants. So when, you, I'm, when I'm taking your advice of like a vegan or plant-based diet, I'm saying, yeah, I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing that Joe or, and this can be a triggering statement, I think that Game Changers is an amazing thing. You know Why? Because it's telling, it's opening people's ideas to eating plants again. Maybe eating beans, maybe eating some other kind of starch that's going to provide them with some yeah, other kind yeah. of, you know, say protein or whatever else is going on. I love game changers for that. People, I'm with you on People that. are boiling right now if they're listening to this and saying, what, are you kidding me? You're saying, you're, you're saying game changers <laughs> is good? I'm not really saying game changers is good, but I think there's a positive takeaway from that's it. That's what it is. There's a positive takeaway. I couldn't agree more. Because nobody ever said, I felt like shit eating those vegetables. <laughs> Not one person. Well, Unless I mean, it was some boiled yeah, Brussels I mean, sprouts. I don't know. <laughs> I've had some people that are like, that's uh, intense gas. <laughs> okay, that's how you feel. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a benefit from it. And just to touch on game changers, I'm not going to tell you to listen to that. But still, eat more plants. Um, so, yeah, the message here, please, please, please understand that if you are getting you know, a social media influencer, you're getting someone who is being dogmatic in their message, 
please make sure that maybe you are just staying a little bit more open. Take something away from it, but then also just with a grain of salt, make sure that you're understanding what might not work for you with that approach, but maybe something that will. I think there's a positive takeaway from all of those things, but just make sure that you're staying flexible. Make sure that you are staying open because you will evolve as a person. You will evolve throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a year, throughout your life. And there's no one way of eating. But find someone, find someone who can remind you of that message, whether it's a coach, whether it's a family member or a friend, but stay on your toes, right? And be comfortable in the gray area. Yes, that, that, that is the most important thing. It is very, it is easier for us to be here right now and say, go vegan. That is easy because then you as the listener will go, that's the solution. That's all I need to do. Biggest takeaway, I'm going to do this. They told me this diet, that's the one. But what we are saying and suggesting is that this is a road of learning yourself and creating your best way of eating that serves you. It takes a lot more work. I just think it's way, way, way more valuable and it's sustainable. It's going to evolve as you do. The solution is that. That's really the solution to me. This is an ever-changing refinement process of learning yourself, right? The It's just, it's easier again to say this approach. And we want that. As human beings, you want to be told, as we just said earlier, that this is the way. Um, we're just suggesting that, you know, you got to do some work and, and pay attention, be conscious and just decide a, a, a way to eat that matches your way of living. Totally. People, people want to be led. So people want to make sure that they are going to, uh, know what to do. They just don't feel comfortable leading themselves sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, just again, be comfortable in that gray area. There's empowerment here. I mean, there's freedom in creating your own way of, of, of eating that, that serves you. So, um, it is a worthwhile road. Um, well, this was a great conversation, Ryan. I appreciate it on the inside. I even learned a ton, uh, just listening to you talk just now. It was beautiful. Hey, I hope so. I love, (laughs) I love my beautiful words. Um, but just, just, just understand too. I think, you know, nutrition is something if you, if you come to me with nutrition questions, I'm probably going to say the words, it depends. (laughs) And that's okay. So let's make sure that we're doing everything we can just to stay a little bit more flexible, a little more open to all kinds of messages. Guys, if you feel that you're gaining value from what we're saying, if you feel that you are taking something away, I want you to make sure you're hitting that Um, that button to leave a comment or if you can uh, just make sure that you're going to leave a review. We'd love to make sure that we're understanding uh, how how, how best to reach you, the messages that are definitely working. So um, let's make sure that we're just, uh, we're keeping on top of that, please. Yep. We want to hear from you for sure. Give us some ideas for even future episodes, things that, that you guys are curious about that we can help help answer definitely we have some some exciting things coming to you some exciting people to really talk with uh so so stay tuned guys uh but joe anything else in your mind no that's it man just stay you know stay healthy you keep on keeping on all right you do you go get your gains Mm. all right man (laughs) have a good day everybody